have any idea what the Steelers are doing. I mean, like, no idea. I've never done a show like the one yesterday where from beginning to end I offered not one single possible explanation for any of this. However, I am at least willing to consider the merits of how we got to this stage. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way every Monday through Friday, first thing in the morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. How did we get here? And why does it feel like so much of what's happened these past 72 hours has been a blindside? You know what I'm saying? Like, you knew you were going to lose Bud Dupree. I mean, some of us, myself included, naively held out hope that something magical could happen. I think that's just human nature, whatever. I did use the term naively at the time. I also felt that there was a reasonable chance that you could keep both Cam Sutton and Mike Hilton. I never pondered for a second that they wouldn't even try to keep Tyson Alualu. And I did feel like they were going to bring back Zach Banner, that they were going to let Matt Filer go. So some of this was predictable in a, in a totally understandable way, okay? But not all of it, not all of it. The Steelers like to say that they're going for the Super Bowl every year. Um, they've insisted on that again this offseason in statements both by Art Rooney and Kevin Colbert. No hesitation, no altering of the goals, no nothing. And you know what? Once you go and you bring back Ben Roethlisberger for what's likely the final season of his 18-year NFL career, you don't have to send any verbal messages. You've made it very, very clear what it is that you're trying to do. Now they're the ones that have to kind of piece it together. But let's not pretend that they didn't treat 2020 like a window year. You know, it's it's an okay thing to admit, which I think to an extent, uh, Art 2 did. If you go back to his comments carefully that he made that day with us, one of them was that he'd prefer to go into 2021 with the same team that he just had in 2020. That tells me that they went all in. They didn't worry about where the cap was going to take them. They didn't worry about uh, any future-type situations. And as a result, the 2021 cap was blown to bits. And as further evidence of that, in 2022, they have this sea of cap space. $148 million is the last estimate I've seen on it. Not 148 million payroll, 148 million in cap space. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new partners at Fubo TV. 
If you're paying around 200 bucks a month for cable, as most of us do, Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels with an emphasis on sports, and now including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, meaning you can watch all the Penguins games, all the Pirates games, and you've basically lost all your excuses to hang on to cable. For our listeners only, go to FuboTV.com DK to get 15% off your first month. One more time. FuboTV.com slash DK, 15% off your first month. So I think it is fair to revisit the way this roster was constructed, the way this cap was managed over these last two, three years that it had to come to this. I think that is a fair point of criticism. I know there's a certain portion of people who follow this team, who think that everything they do is just the shining example to all others. I I don't feel that way about anything, <laughs> like in life. I see a team that knew it had a franchise quarterback, that knew that franchise quarterback could play until he's 40, if he, you know, were able to obviously stay on the field based on the way he has modified his game and his skill set. And that they had a chance to address a lot of different things about this roster and this salary cap that this didn't need to happen. We don't have to wonder. I'll say it again. We don't have to wonder if the Steelers wanted this to happen. The chairman and CEO and owner of the franchise said his dream scenario would be to take that 2020 team and have it again in 2021. Is it entirely practical? Am I being obtuse here by suggesting that, it? you know, well, they could have just saved everybody? No, that, that doesn't work anywhere. They couldn't have kept everybody. But when you've reached the point where you're letting Tyson Alualu go over two years and $6 million for a position you don't have, meaning you don't have, there's zero depth at the nose tackle position in the Steelers organization. That's why when Alualu was out, you saw Henry Mondo lining up there for probably the first time in his life. Like, even in pickup games, they don't have that position. They can downplay it, and they can suggest that it doesn't matter, which they have their own little ways of doing. They can point to snap counts. fact of the matter is, when Alualu was out, the opponents gashed the Steelers with their running game. They didn't just do well. They gashed. They did whatever they wanted. I'm not making Alualu out to be more than what he is. I'm saying that that, to me, is the one that's really symbolic here. That's the one that makes no sense. That's the one that exposes them as not having really any kind of longer-term plan. Entering, not this season, but last season. All of the eggs, all of the eggs went into that basket. That's not a healthy place for any franchise to be. And it makes me wonder some cynical things that I wouldn't normally wonder.
about the Steelers, and I'll get to those when we come back. medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. That's their thing. I've heard it directly from them. Promises, promises, promises. And I say that in the positive sense because they've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Tell Larry Kelly we said hi. Do that for me. Here's my cynical thing about this cap management. And I'm going to mix sports here, which I usually don't do. But since I cover all three teams in Pittsburgh, I get a chance to compare and contrast different approaches that are taken, or in some cases, very similar approaches. When I watched the construction of the Penguins as a recent back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, and then from there onward, I could not help but notice that Jim Rutherford, who was a significantly older man, 67, 68, 69, now 70, really placed all of his emphasis on the now. And if that meant he sent out draft picks, if that meant he sent out prospects, if that meant he completely ignored the system underneath him, so be it. He got his rings. Now, I'm not about to criticize that. Not everyone can win a championship. If they could, I can promise you that half of the teams in the AFC North would gladly sell their souls to do that just once. You know what I mean? I'm starting to see some of those same patterns with the Steelers. For this organization to manage the cap in a way that 2020 was just everything, everything. And you felt it, too. Like, don't get me wrong. There were some positive, fortunate convergences that occurred there. Guys who just happened to be in their last years before free agency, uh, who blossomed, or the year before that. And then they didn't or couldn't sign them, but they didn't do any extensions. They didn't do any creative things to keep this cap in a steadier flow than having absolutely no space in 2021 and then having a gazillion dollars available in 2022. How does that happen? How do you look at that elite defense, which didn't become elite in 2020? It was the number one defense in the league in 2019 as well. How do you look at that and not think to yourself, we have got to find a way to keep that group together. We have got to find a way to do everything we can. It might not be everybody. It might not even be Bud. But we're going to find a way to keep this overall group together. 
Next thing you know, we're sitting here 72 hours later and four starters are gone. Four out of 11 are poof, they're just gone. One, obviously, in Vince Williams' case, via release, but I can promise you, they're not releasing Vince Williams on merit. They're releasing Vince Williams because of the $4 million in cap space. What went on is something that really needs to be looked at hard by the one person empowered to do that in the Steelers organization, and that is Art, too. He has to be that guy. He has to be the overall, overarching steward. Because this this thing didn't work. Yeah, they can still go and make some moves and they can replace guys and they can still be decent and they can still whatever and you know have a winning record and whatever. But one last time, I'm going to say this. They wished they had kept that team together. They wished that and acknowledged so publicly. And they didn't do nearly enough to keep it together. Learn from that. Learn from that. Thanks to everybody for listening today. We will do another one of these tomorrow. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.